This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Friday. You heard from him this past Monday, and I'm honored to be bringing Brett Curry back on the show to talk a little bit more about OMG Commerce. Brett, welcome back, my friend. Thanks for having me back, Zach. Awesome to be here again and excited to dive in. Man, I'm, I'm excited about this because e-com is one of those, it's a tricky world out in e-com. I know in some of the marketing spaces, I've had some clients that were a little bit more on the e-com side or potential clients. I'm like, no, 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 I don't play with e-com because it is a different world. It's like <laughs> the Wild West out there, right? But it you is. really specialize in helping those traditional e-coms, those up-and-coming e-coms. You really focus there. Give us some insights. What would you recommend for them to do right off the bat to set themselves up for success? Yeah, it's a great question. And so, yes, I do love e-commerce. I love physical product businesses. I like the branding and storytelling that goes along with that. I like to shop online, right? I actually like to go into brick and mortar stores very often. There's a few, like sporting goods stores. I go into Lowe's and I like buying shoes, oddly enough. I don't mind admit it on this podcast. I like Best Buy too. It's fun. But for the most part, like I'm buying stuff online, right? So I think e-com, obviously it's here to stay. It's going to continue to grow. It is tough sledding right now though like as we're talking with inflation and supply chain issues that started really with the pandemic so you had like pandemic spike of demand then supply got hammered and then cost of goods went up and so you know the last couple of years for e-commerce has been difficult in a lot of ways but it's still growing it's still here to stay it's still a great way to make money so a few things I recommend is, you know, obviously e-com all begins with a great product. So you got to have a good product serving a real need, serving an identifiable market. So you're helping real people solve real problems in some way or just making their life a little bit better, right? And so that's foundational. But then from there, you know, I think now is the time to diversify traffic, right? So it, it's still really interesting to me as we talk to e-com brands or you know, I get to speak at events a decent amount. And so when we get to, to interact with e-com brands, so many are really dependent on one channel, right? Maybe it's Amazon. Maybe they got all their leads from Amazon, or maybe it's all Facebook, or maybe it's all organic search, like we talked about the other day, you know, SEO. But you never want to be a one-trick pony. You never want to have just one traffic source. So I'm a big Google fan, so I'm a little bit biased, but I do love the Google Ads ecosystem as a stable source of traffic, right? So if we look at kind of the bread and butter of Google search, Google shopping ads or product listing ads. So if you're searching for, you know, the new Nike Jordans and you're on Google, you know, you'll see those product listing ads or the image, image ads, headline price, those ads pop up called Google Shopping. That's foundational, right? You got display ads and ads in Gmail and things like that that are kind of part of Google. So that is really predictable foundational growth, especially for e-commerce, where you know there's a lot of products. We, we kind of categorize products into two different categories, demand generation and demand capture. So demand generation is like where you're selling a product no one's looking for, right? So like when they were first released, silicone wedding rings, no one was searching for those online, right? But so you had to see it. You had to see someone talk about 
hey, I'm a CrossFitter and I don't want to wear a metal ring or I work construction and, you know, metal ring can tear my hand off or, what, or tear my finger off or whatever. So like you have to see it. No one's out there searching for it. We do a lot of work in the automotive space. Some automotive products, people are searching for it, you know, so different accessories or four by four parts or things like that. People are searching for those online. A lot of businesses are, are somewhere in between, but Google is good at both. Google is good at demand capture through search. It's also good at demand generation through display and YouTube. And so I think that's the time to diversify. I'm a big believer in Google. I'm also a big believer in Amazon because really, if someone's going to shop online, they're going to one of those two places, Google or Amazon. So I think now's the time to, to get really good at the paid side of both those platforms. Yeah. And I'm curious, when you're talking to Amazon, this is my own ignorance attached to e-com. When you're looking at that piece of it, are you on like Amazon ads attached to a product that's backended on another platform? So like if they have a Shopify account, are you worried about Amazon or are you worried about Google? Yeah. So if you're selling exclusively on, on Shopify, then you're going to be Google primarily, right? Google search, shopping, YouTube display, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, things like that. There are other opportunities now, like there's the new buy with Prime, where someone can mm -hmm. check out on your store, but then Prime fulfills it. But to do that, then you have to have your products at an Amazon warehouse, right? So yeah, if you're just Shopify only, you're usually not on Amazon. There's one opportunity, it's called Amazon DSP or Amazon Demand Side Platform. Pretty complex, some of them I would not recommend you start with, but you can run display ads to people based on their Amazon shopping behavior. And it was originally built for like Fortune 100 companies, you know, and uh, Fortune 5 even. And so, so you can do that. But yeah, for the most part, you only run Amazon ads if you're on Amazon, selling on Amazon. Got it. Yeah. And that's something that uh, I'm nowhere near that e-com space. Like I said, I don't touch it at all. So there's yeah. those granularity aspects attached to being successful there. Is there something that's better or worse than the other? Would you Tell people get on one or the other if they had to choose one and say, hey, Google's your spot or Amazon's your spot. Yeah, it's a great question. I think it really depends kind of on your personality and skill set. So I think Amazon is probably the faster way to go to go from zero sales to meaningful sales, right? Because Amazon has all the traffic, right? I've seen different reports, but 50% of all e-commerce takes place on Amazon, right? Give or take several percentage points. But a lot of people, I know I have family members that only shop on Amazon when they shop online. I even go to Amazon first a lot of times, right? Now I buy from Shopify stores and I buy all over the place, but a lot of times I look on Amazon first. So Amazon has the traffic, Amazon has the trust. If you buy something on Amazon, you know you're going to be able to return it. No worries where you might not have that same trust if you're buying from a, a random store on Shopify that you don't know. You also know if it's Prime eligible, I'm going to get it in a day or two days, right? And I don't have to worry about that. So I think building on Amazon is often the faster way to go, but you don't really own that customer, right? That customer is Amazon's customer, not yours. And so then as you expand, it can become trickier. So I think if you've got the skill set to build a Shopify store, and you can run Facebook ads or YouTube ads or Instagram ads and build a brand and build a story and build demand for your product, then I think it's better to build up a business there and then take your products to Amazon once you've got a brand established and people are looking for you. And now Amazon just accelerates your growth. I think it's a little better than starting on Amazon and then trying to go off Amazon. I know a lot of people, we mentioned in the, in the previous podcast, Boom My Cindy Joseph, so skincare for women over 50. They built a huge brand, all direct to consumer. So Facebook, Google, YouTube, that's how they built the business. They were not on Amazon. Then once we, and we helped them launch on Amazon, once they did, 
they went from zero to five million a year in sales on Amazon quickly, like less than a year, right? Because there was all this demand and people knew about the brand and now they can buy it on Amazon. Whereas I've tried helping with some other brands that started on Amazon, then launch a Shopify store. It can work, but a lot of times the economics are built for an Amazon business. If it was born on Amazon, it's just kind of built for Amazon. But I think it depends on your skill set. What are you good at? What's your product? And you know, who's looking for it, who's shopping for it. But I really like that building off Amazon going and then adding Amazon later. That's my preference if you can. Yeah, I love that advice because it's one of those the reverse going from Amazon to Shopify. That's tough, man. Because like if you're already expected to be there and it's similar, man, it, it's interesting to see how that works across the social media platforms. I know a lot of people that started on like Facebook. Let me start this business on Facebook, a Facebook group. Let me monetize a Facebook group, Facebook, 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 and then never did something outside of it. Or right. the big one was Clubhouse. Man, people, oh, I have all this expanse on Clubhouse. And then Clubhouse disappears and you did nothing yeah. with that audience because you yeah. don't have that move over. So that's something to be very careful about, it sounds like, especially in this realm as well. Totally, totally. Yep. Yeah, we had several, worked with several apparel brands where they built their business on Facebook Lives organically, right? And then back in the day, like you could run a Facebook Live, you had a lot of engagement and you could reach tens of thousands of people. And now you just got to pay, right? Now you got to pay for everything. So yeah, if you're too dependent on one thing, really setting yourself up for disappointment and failure. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're kind of screwed when Facebook goes down for a day. I remember that yeah, happened. Man, something's going to something's gonna change. Yes. Yeah, something will shift, something will change and you will... You will not be happy with that yeah. shift and that change almost. And then, and you talked about it on Monday. You talked about how like the SEO shift happened and you're like, oh, that yeah. got really complicated. I don't want, we don't want to focus on that anymore. Facebook could do that tomorrow and people would totally. be too dependent on it. Amazon, I mean, Bezos could probably do that with Amazon at some point. You know, he was a yeah. bookstore, online bookstore at one point. So you, there's no telling the evolution attached to it. Yep. Is Shopify, as you're building that out, when you're going that route, is that something you're not dependent on a third party of that capacity? So it would be essentially your own content, your own client base, your own acquisition? Yeah. Yeah. So build a store on Shopify or whatever whatever platform you choose, right? Big Commerce is doing some interesting things. I like that as a platform. By some clients that use WooCommerce as their e-com platform. Even have a few that use Magento, right? And Magento is actually pretty huge, unwieldy, and probably not the right, it's not the right platform to start with for most people. But yeah, when you're driving traffic there, then you own that customer, right? That's your customer. No consumer out there. A lot of consumers out there have never even heard of Shopify, right? When I talk to my buddies that aren't in the space, they're like, they don't know what Shopify is, right? But they buy from Shopify stores, they just don't know it. But then with if you build a store on Shopify or Big Commerce, you got to drive all the traffic, right? That there's not that marketplace, that behemoth traffic engine that is Amazon. You got to generate it, right? You got to go out there and build all that traffic. And so the trade-offs there get to keep a higher percentage of profits on Shopify in theory, but then you got to potentially pay extra to drive that traffic because it's not already built in with Amazon. But I like the idea of as you grow, it's still yours. Instead of yes. just like immediately like, hey, this is all Amazon, the scalability factor just sounds like it's not going to be there if you start on the Amazon piece. Of course, millions of dollars of sales, people might not complain, but long-term yeah. scalability might not be there for growth. Yeah, there's lots of opportunities to scale on Amazon, right? That's cool. But if you ever want to go, if you ever want to expand beyond Amazon, it's often harder if you were kind of born on, your brand was born on Amazon. So yeah, yeah, I think it's a real consideration as you're getting started.
I love that, Brett. That's great advice attached to the e-com world that I had no idea about. Definitely took some notes on that. Hopefully, I never get involved in e-com, though. And it's for people <laughs> like you that, that love being nerds notes, about probably it. Probably notes you never need to use, yeah. Oh, man, I hope not. But I appreciate that, man. I appreciate having people like you. There are experts in that realm. I know, obviously, we talked Monday about the podcasts. You have several resources for folks. Can you just give us some insights? Where all can we find you? Where can we get more information about you, what you're doing with OMG? All yep. those different uh, links and different pieces of marketing that you put there for yourself. Absolutely. So if you like podcasts, which you probably do because you're listening to one right now, e-commerce evolution and spicy curry, my two podcasts. Spicy curry is just season based. So there's just eight episodes in season one. Ecom evolution has been around since 2017. So there's I don't know, hundreds. I forgot how many now, but over 200. But then in terms of resources, so if you go to omgcommerce.com, we have several free resources that are designed to help you grow using the channels that we know, right? So there's a the ultimate guide to Google shopping that I originally wrote in 2016, but it's been updated a number of times since then. So the ultimate guide to Google shopping is a great one. If you want to sell through Google ads, through Google shopping ads, that's a great one. YouTube. YouTube is one of those where you're talking about people being attached to Facebook or used to Facebook. We've had so many clients come to us over the last couple of years saying, I'm too dependent on Facebook, right? Or after iOS 14 and the tracking issues that came with that, Facebook doesn't work for me anymore. What can you do on YouTube, right? So we're, we had a lot of growth on YouTube, a lot of brands coming to us for YouTube help. So I got a great couple of resources there. One is like top YouTube ad examples and templates to help you get started building the perfect YouTube ad, the perfect YouTube ad to start with anyway. And then you can kind of grow from there, but that's free. So it's on the site. Also, you and I were talking about how it's so important to have testimonials, to have user-generated content or written testimonials. But sometimes it's like hard to get those, right? How do I get customers to say great things about me? Or how do I get a customer to record a video? Awesome I am and then send that to me. So created a guide. It's free again that walks you through. Here are ways you can get more customer testimonials because any type of video ad you run, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Reels, whatever, YouTube Shorts, you want some video testimonials. So that guide will help you know how to get more of those. Awesome. Those That's are a, few. Yeah. A, a few, just a few of the many, many, many resources <laughs> you have. And no, I appreciate that because like you said before, man, you're all about growth and helping people grow. Yes. So those resources are phenomenal and people definitely need to go take advantage of those, especially if you're in the e-com world that is ever changing day to day, week to week. So Brett, overall, man, I appreciate your time. appreciate your effort and I appreciate all the great assets you've brought to the audience today, my friend. Awesome. Thanks, Zach. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.